0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com.
2: Hello, Marble heads out there in the marbles. Daytona is behind us, looking forward to Las Vegas, but what a weekend it was at Daytona. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Beamer alongside Preston Lude. How's it going, Preston?
1: It's going fantastic. What a weekend.
2: It, w- it was a busy weekend. It was a long weekend, and I'm just glad we're not doing, first and foremost, a tribute Episode. Oh God! Because that was the craziest thing that's happened. That kind of shadowed the rest of the weekend, which all three races—the truck, Xfinity, and Cup—were great races.
1: Yes, they were. But
2: that last lap crash with Ryan Newman almost shadowed everything.
1: Terrible, terrible, terrible! I just—it was. At the there was rumors floating on Twitter, and I mean, I know we'll get to it, but. It was just, it was a long Monday night, let's put it that way.
2: It was a long Monday night, not only the fact that I drove home Monday, which we will get to in the escapades, but everything like that, so yeah, yeah, you have a good time watching the races?
1: Yeah, it was a good weekend, Uh, I I didn't catch as much as the truck race as I wanted to, you know, but last night I went back and I watched, you know, NASCAR on Fox will put out extended highlights of all the races. So right. like, I like to go back and just watch the highlights again anyways. You know, I watched the 500 highlights two times over again. I watched the, the uh, I almost said the Nationwide. <laughs> I watched the Xfinity replays a couple times, you know, watch the trucks again. You know, the trucks never disappoint me. It's always exciting. I'm just, I'm happy that we have racing back. Yeah, Let's
2: absolutely. 100%. I'm glad racing's back. And you know what? We're just going to hit right into it. We're going to go into the... The news right here and of auto racing, and I think the biggest one and everybody's thankful of Ryan Newman out of the hospital, right? Walking, walking, away. walking yes. out of the hospital, and what a great moment! I mean, just to spend a couple of days in there for I'm sure. Yeah, I you mean, know. we
1: never really got official like they didn't re, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they didn't release like official injuries. You know, we just we knew that he was in serious condition. He, uh, you know, he was awake and alert finally. Like, I mean, who knows they made it sound like maybe he was just unconscious during the accident. I don't know. We might not know for a while, which is okay. I mean, I'm not trying right. to infringe on all this, but I was really worried that he had some kind of back injury or something. You know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm texting people of like this. Is, could this be it? I mean, like if he's okay, is this it for him? Like, is he done after this? But he's walking away. Somebody put on Twitter that, they reported he had, like, bruises to his head and everything, but I don't know if that's really a fish or not. That's why I didn't really want to go know. off of that either. And But, like I said, I'm not going to, you know, pelt him with, oh, I want to know what all was wrong and everything. He's walking away. He's fine, and we should all be thankful for that.
2: Absolutely, 100%. And I, I dare say that, you know, following that, the news of Ross Chastain coming up to the six car to replace him, who knows how long that will be. Right. But this is, I think... Ross Chastain's moment to carpet Diem the moment, right? And yes, run with it. This is his chance. He's a great driver, has great potential. Now putting him into a quality car like Roush, I think this is where Ross Chastain rises to the top.
1: I, it's a, I mean, unfortunate opportunity, I guess you say for him because, excuse me, of the circumstances, but it's a. Bad and a good opportunity, I guess I should say. You know, like I said, the uh, because of the circumstances, but this is his moment to show, because like you said, we don't know how long he'll be there for. So every race, he's got to he's got to go in there 110%, which I'm sure he's going to give it 150% if he could, honestly. Right. But he's going to go out there. He's going to show. Uh, Ross Chastain is a guy that deserves a lot. Just like Matt DeBenedetto. <clears throat> excuse me again, Matt Benedetto was a guy that deserved a lot as well, which unfortunately they uh, wrecked out in the 500 too. But yeah. You know, I think Chastain's got a lot to prove, and I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I am
2: too, and it's going to be a few interesting few weeks here for Roush Fenway Racing for the recovery, and I'm hopefully an ultimate return, or maybe he just walks away. We don't know yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that, to see Ryan Newman maybe call it, or I don't know. We're going to see, yeah, but we'll, we'll ha- see. I'm happy that he's okay, I'm sure, as all of the NASCAR community and racing community is, because... Right. I mean, even fans that weren't fans of the sport coming up to me saying, you were there, did you see the rack? Yeah, I showed them them the pictures that I took, and they were blown away that somebody survived that. I was blown away he survived that. It it looked really bad, especially with the safety crews there. But we'll get more into that. That's all the news I got. We're heading to Las Vegas this next weekend. We'll cover that in more detail, but that's really all that – news that was about was yeah, there around, wasn't
1: a whole you know there wasn't really a whole a whole lot to begin with i mean just you know we're getting ready to get and talk about the truck series here and you know natalie decker got a top five finish which is the highest finished for a woman in the series ever too so i mean that's pretty big news as well on yeah and we'll the cover the front.
2: we'll come and cover all three series because i got stories from each day i, I was in daytona
1: stories <laughs> yeah
2: so that was the news so we're just going to hit it here and go into nascar I went to Daytona this weekend. I left on a Thursday.
1: Not knowing what was going to happen. Not knowing the because <laughs> the
2: plan was to have all three all three days there, four days there, run smoothly, come back Monday. That didn't work out. and Because in the forecast, there was no rain. Maybe a 40% chance Sunday.
1: There wasn't any rain in the forecast for the truck series as well, too? I didn't recall
2: seeing that. Well, yeah, there was, actually. Oh, there was? Okay. It, well, it popped up. At first, there wasn't. At first, there wasn't.
1: That's Florida for you.
2: But, yeah, I get to the race. I get to the campground. It was uh, called Crazy Horse Campground.
1: Yeah, so where where was that at? It was in relation to. As as the pro
2: flies about a mile, you could see the track.
1: Okay, that's not bad.
2: It wasn't until you map out how the walking, because they said it's within walking distance, but I think it was a 2.4 mile walk. Oh. And, Mm -hmm. And then they said they had a shuttle service five dollars ahead to and from so you had to pay five dollars there and back so ten dollars for the round trip mm. you could take that so i decided to take that on friday but when i was setting up thursday the duels were going on and somebody had their tv out there so we just tailgated out they had a long day driving it's like i don't want to move one more wheel. so I met met a couple of people there uh from georgia bob and his wife and for the life of me i can't remember his wife's name it starts with now i think it's laureen or something like that i'm no, I'm totally... It
1: sounds like you're trying to say, like, Lorraine or something. I,
2: I know I probably shouldn't guess if I don't know, which is horrible. But Bob, I met Bob, and then I met this guy from Virginia named Darren. They were there first, and we we watched the truck race and had a great time with, or the, sorry, the dual race. And then the next day, I wake up early. The truck race didn't start till 5.45, or scheduled to start at 5.45. Right. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to the track around 11. So I go there, buy the ticket, and then buy the fan zone pass for the truck race and go to the go to the infield and hang out there. Might met uh met up with my friend Tony who's working with Christopher Bell this season and so saw him real quick and this funny these two kids came up to the window because Daytona in their infield have windows looking into the garage and they have little slits there where drivers can sign autographs. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've seen that before.
2: So I'm I'm there, I, I'm talking to Tony and these two kids come up and say, Is this Christopher Bell's pit? And I went yeah, yeah, it is. You know, kind of go away, kid. I'm talking to Tony. <laughs> and then they asked Tony, is Christopher Bell here? He said, no, he's in his camper. And I turned to the kids and said, this is the real hero of the team. And they didn't care. They left. And it's like, oh, Christopher Bell in here. They're leaving. I got got to talk to him. and um, Him and his family is doing well up there in North Carolina. I watched practices all day, the Xfinity and Cup practices, which was a lot of fun just seeing cars on the track and hearing them. They finally opened the garage or the gates to the infield and it starts raining.
1: Ooh. And everybody's booking it. And
2: they will hustle. I I saw a lot of people running, and I, did, I didn't run. I was like, I'm already wet <laughs> through the infield grass. But, it, I mean, the rain didn't last long, maybe like 10 minutes. Was it hard
1: to- rain or just a, like a light shower coming through? Cause it was really different on Sunday.
2: It, well, yeah, it, compared to Sunday, it was a sprinkle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then you know, I I got some dinner and was right there at the stage for driver intros, and that was that was a fun race in itself. The race started, and it was slow to develop. There was that one accident there where, um, who was it? Ty Majeski. Ty Majeski. That's it. I just looked it up right now. Got caught up in it. And he was on his roof. And he was just on his roof, and I got a great picture of him just sliding on his roof in the shower of sparks. Down into turn one. Down into turn one. Really great photo, and I'm glad he's okay. I, that wasn't as violent as the Ryan Newman one. That was just a turtled.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm, just turned over, and that was it.
2: But I, really, I was looking at um the new Rayum brother racer, uh, Angela Ruck. Is that
1: it? Well, how's it spelled again? R U C H. I just say Ruck. I don't know. I've never heard her name pronounced, but Angela Ruck, that's what I got out of it.
2: Well, I was listening to her radio the whole time until she got caught up in the accident on lap sixty five. And she was it seemed like her first time racing a super speedway. Anything oh. like that. Oh. And and the rains came and it was funny because she was sitting in the car while they were driving the track and she said, Am I the only idiot sitting in the car? <laughs> and they went yeah yeah you are
1: oh that's that's unfortunate
2: so i don't know if she got out or not it didn't sound like she got out but she her spotter was coaching her so well and her the highest i think she got up in the race was sixth or seventh
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then she got caught up in the middle and just lost it and it, it sounded like she was doing very well she started 32nd she started dead last and i would dare say she was one of the Yeah, she's a few. I think with a few more development and a good break, she's going to do well. Jesse Little had a great run until he got caught up in the accident with a few laps to go. The race went into overtime. They ran 106 laps with Grant Enfinger eventually capturing the victory.
1: Yeah, good for him. Congratulations to him. Congratulations
2: to him. And just um, Derek Krause, Natalie Decker in her first top five. I was listening to her radio in those final five laps or so. And the spotter, they were talking spotter crew chief. They say, okay, you're starting on the inside. You can, you know, we could do one of two things. One, we could just ride and see what happens or go for it. And they said the exact thing I wanted to hear. Screw it. Let's go for it. Go
1: for it. Send it.
2: She went and she started. I think she restarted ninth. And she worked her way up to fifth. And at first the spotter said, hey, you finished sixth. We got a top ten. It's like, oh, no, you finished fifth. And she's really happy about that. And I don't blame her. Jordan Anderson was really happy about I finishing was second. He that he was going to get the win. That was a close finish. I didn't see the finish. I was sitting in general mission right before the tri-oval. Mm-hmm. So I saw the car, tr- trucks go by. So I didn't really get a good view of the start-finish line. But just seeing it in Grand Finger 1, it was a great race.
1: I thought Jordan Anderson made the move at the right time. And it looked like he had him. And then they were, you know, Finger was there. And then they were beating and banging. And it was just... I was really hoping because I've been following Jordan Anderson for a couple of years now on social media and like a true one of those good feel good underdog stories. You know, like last year, everybody else is showing up to the tracks and haulers and they're driving a pickup truck with a trailer with just one truck. They're pulling just one truck to the track and that's it. It's cool to see these guys because now they got a hauler and everything. They're, you know, they're on the upswing. But like Jordan Anderson, it's a great story. I think he's a great driver. And I just, man, he was so close, so close. But yeah. You know, just, they didn't get it. So, you know, we'll I'll run over the top ten real quick in the truck series. So, Grain and Finger got the win. Jordan Anderson, you know, he beat out Jordan Anderson. Anderson second. Uh, third, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Cody, I want to say Warball. It's spelled R-O-H-R-B-A-U-G-H. I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. Uh, fourth was Derek Krause. Five is Natalie Decker. She got a top five. Congratulations to her. Austin Hill came in sixth. Johnny Sauter, seventh. Ross Chastain Came in eighth, Sheldon Creed ninth, and Jason White round out the top ten. So it was a good race. It was overall. A, it
2: was a very great race. Um <clears throat> I, I was happy to bite the bullet and pay the ticket and then the extra I think with the ticket and the fan zone for that race was eighty five dollars altogether. So a little bit of chunk of change, but it wasn't horrible. I thought it was well worth the money cuz I started off watching the race at the start finish line but it was too crowded there for me so I gathered up my stuff and went down to the general mission and just sat alone.
1: There you go.
2: And it was great. I I enjoyed it the power of those vehicles coming by and shaking the grandstands even coming out of turn 4 just feeling the reverberation until they passed by. So glad I got to see that. congrats to Grant Infinger on that win. Then I went back to the campground, which wasn't a bad trip. I Walked back to the campground and got in the shuttle, went back. Saturday, ate breakfast, did my thing there, and then went to the track uh, about the same time. Okay, I think the race was a 2.30 start, so I went back there I said, I'm just going to sit where I was going to sit for the 500, yeah, which were great seats. Section 334, which is right there, right to the left of the start-finish line, but good view of everything. You got to see everything. You were high, high enough to see that. Got to the track, mingled around there a little bit, and then went in and watched the race, and I sat down next to these guys. My, my wife couldn't make it, so I had an extra seat open. This guy comes up to me and says, hey, we have five in our group. Can we steal the seat? And I'm like, yeah, that's nobody's going to show up there. Hey. I know that for a fact.
1: <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Yeah, it was,
2: it was really unfortunate. So they, they got there, and we got to talking throughout the race, and they were part of a radio show. They do radio up in Tennessee. It's called the Lead Lap. It's a NASCAR talk show. Oh, up how there. Cool. In, up there in Tennessee and we switched information and wanted to give those guys a quick shout out.
1: That's awesome, man. Like prior the people to, that you meet. Yeah, the
2: people that I meet. It nice going to these events where you're doing a podcast about and
1: You meet other people And you're are... meeting
2: other people there. And speaking of that, I met Kenny Wallace Friday. Oh. And gave him our card. So if he's awesome. listening, hey Kenny.
1: Hey, Kenny. <laughs> That's cool, too, man. <laughs>
2: so it was, it was a, quite a lot of fun. So I met these guys in the stands, and we got to talking because he saw that I just took photos. I took over 5,000 photos this weekend. Wow. I have no life. But I was huh. there alone. What am I going to do? I'm just going to sit there and just click my photos and listen to my scanner the whole time. Yeah, I, I had a great time. That. Come on. I'll... So the start of the Xfinity race qualifying happened. Matt Snyder won the poll. First ever race in the Xfinity Oh, his first ever that race. That was his first ever race in the Xfinity. Won the pole. And he led, a, he led a good deal with that first stage. Him being a rookie, made those rookie mistakes, got out of it. Stage one blew me away the most because the top four, Jeff Vernon, Michael Arnett, Justin Allgaier, and Noah Gregson were in the top four for stage one. So Junior Motorsports came out swinging. Yeah, that's right. I picked Justin Allgaier to win the race because you know, he, just looking at him in practice and the timesheets and seeing him drive, he's I think he had a good shot. You get to stage two, and Justin Allgaier wins stage two with Justin Haley, Jeb Burden, Ryan Sieg, and Austin Cindric rounding up the top five, and Noah Gregson, eventual race winner, finishing ninth. But then something happened during that race that was kind of, that just kind of blew me away here. And I think it blew everybody away. I'm trying to find the actual car number here. Oh, so Jeremy Clements was, I think this happened around stage one, just going down the backstretch. And his hood went away. Oh, that was that was very early. That was very early. And it was kind of one of those things everybody's sitting there. It's like his hood just disappeared. It just disintegrated. He came around, and there was no hood. And he rode around the rest of the race. With no hood? With no no hood whatsoever. Oh,
1: man, I wonder what that would have done to the whole arrow of the car. Well, I, I mean, they you- showed a slow-motion shot of it on TV. And, like, I mean, when you're watching it in just real time – and they were like, holy crap, you know, what happened and everything. And then they saw slow motion. And just, like you said, the hood just disintegrated. I was like, holy crap. Well, he,
2: <laughs> given that, he finished seven laps down in 28th. He finished the race. Now, what was the bummer was on, in this third stage, something happened to another car. Justin Allgaier was around them, And Allgaier runs into the back of Jeremy Clemens.
1: Right, yeah. Because
2: I'm listening to Justin Scanner and I hear spin, spin, break. That dang, was off of dang turn it. four. That was I off of turn four. Yeah. And I was looking down, maybe grabbing a sandwich or something. I look up and there's Justin bent up. Yep, Bummer. You know, I posted on Twitter, hey, this is my pick to win. Go get him. And, and that, well, I mean, geez. just
1: unfortunate, again, you know, it happened Wrong place,
2: wrong time.
1: Right. He just ran, just ran right into the back of him, unfortunately.
2: And he couldn't just stop, you know. Yeah. He, he just said, I couldn't just stop. It happened so fast. Mm-hmm. And that's a bummer. Let's see here. Noah Gregson ended up winning the race over Harrison Burden. Timmy Hill had a good top five finish. And Brandon Jones and Chase Briscoe finished up the top five. It was a great race. Last year's winner, Michael Arnett, finished 11th in an accident. There was only a handful of cars running at the end of the race. Well, about 17 cars running at the end of the race out of the 36 who started. But overall, it was a great race. Congrats to Noah Gregson on his first Xfinity win. And- yeah, that's,
1: they were talking about it on the broadcast. You know, is this the guy to step up now that the big three...
0: Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22.
1: You know, of course I've been promoted. Mm-hmm. So who was calling the race in the booth? It was just Cliff to- Boyer, Brad Keselowski and uh, Adam Alexander. I think it yeah. was that were calling the race. You know, they were all talking about it. I'm pretty sure Brad Keselowski was really touching on it that, you know, Noah Gregson is his chance to like really just step up now. Now that the big three are gone, you know this could be it. This could be a good thing. So good for him to get the win. We'll see what happens heading into Las Vegas.
2: Yeah, I, I thought, it, and he did a heck of a celebration. I've never seen anybody do a burnout for ten minutes, and
1: and then like you know do your little. There's yeah. Then he threw. Still on fire I guess on he. I guess
2: he threw his water bottle yeah, over. So took I did him see the video. Of took that. him a couple times to do that, but he finally <laughs> got it.
1: That's awesome, man. You know, that's just the excitement of it. That's good. That's good. All I like right. To see so you. after
2: that, I said, oh, man, okay. So my dad rolled into the campsite during the Xfinity race. So I got to see my dad, and the plan was we go to bed, and he brought his hammock. He's, he's a hammock camper. So he brought his hammock. He said, this is our first official test in the field with the hammock. I said, good luck. Hopefully it doesn't rain. <laughs> and... <laughs> You went to bed quite kind of early, and I was hanging out with this other family I met in South Carolina, uh, the Taylors, and they're from Troy, South Carolina, so they do Darlington every year and stuff like that. Isn't it cool just the people you get to meet? Anyways? I mean, everybody there is has one thing in common, and it's, it doesn't matter who, which driver you are, you, you're just there you, to have a good you're time. You're there to have a good time, and it's funny because I walked up to Bob in his camp, and I forget the, the dad's name or you know, of the Taylors because it was just all they kept feeding me shots and, and beer. And it's like, okay, it wasn't that crazy, but you know, to the point where it's like, I don't, I got to stop. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta pace yourself. So I met him and he, he called me a driver's name. I think he said Regan Smith, you know, something like that. And I said, Oh, Hey, I'm Matt Beamer. He said, no, you look like Regan Smith. It's like, no, I don't No, And then, and then I met his son and, Ryan Blaney throwback look, long hair, mustache. It's like, well, this guy looks like Ryan Blaney. Nice. He wasn't, obviously. Well, of
1: course not, but-, but.
2: But they were from South Carolina, from Troy, so they would do Darlington. We're going to try to hook up with Darlington, with them at Darlington this year and uh, hang out more. But yeah, really great guys. They put me on, the son put me on his Snapchat. I didn't even know he was recording. You have to hold it down to record.
1: Yeah, yeah, you do. You have
2: to- <laughs> well, I didn't know that because I, he said, hey, do a plug. I said, okay. And he held it down and said, "Go." I said, "Is it recording?" So I sound like an idiot, disconnected from
1: the world of social media, the world of social media and smartphones.
2: <laughs> that was that was quite embarrassing, but That's you funny. know that was that was a <laughs> lot of fun. So we wake up, uh, we wake up Sunday, and it was about ten o'clock, and we said, "Dad and I said, let's go to the track."
1: Now was it sunny at this point? There, it was sunny. Were there some clouds in the sky?
2: It was broken. It was scattered. I say it was mostly sunny.
1: Okay. All right.
2: In meteorologic terms.
1: Yeah, meteorologic terms.
2: So we go to the track, and already there's like hundreds of thousands of people at the track.
1: I heard it was sold out,
2: which is awesome. It was, and clearly it was just by the number of people there. So we go get the scanner programmed. I buy another hat and shirt, and I said, okay, let's go to the infield. Let's go try to get a good spot for Driver intros. We go take the tram around, and already the line to the gate is so long because Trump was going to be in town. Right. It took us two hours to get through that security.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know how security, I know how tight security is when it comes to the president coming into town. Holy cow. So,
2: and everybody. I say was in a good mood. They understood it, but kids didn't understand what was going on, so they were crying and stuff. But we finally get up there and go through it right when Air Force One passed over. How cool was that? That was pretty neat. Oh, cool. So we did that, and then we went and got our spot on the tri-oval and just lay down and relaxed for a few minutes. About maybe 45 minutes later, they set up stage for dri- driver intro. Darius Rucker did his concert. I said, okay, I've had enough of Darius Rucker after one song. I want to watch <laughs> driver intros. <laughs> the driver intros happened. You know, Dad was pretty ecstatic about that. He thought that was really cool. We, we head up and get... That was awkward. That was awkward. My anti-virus protection is up to date, I guess.
1: They know you're talking about the president.
2: I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we go up and get food, right when Trump, and we wanted our picture taken with the trophy. Yeah. But it was gated off. And why is it gated off? And well, that's where Trump did his speech. So Trump, you know, we did that. He did that. Trump came out to say, gentlemen, start your engines. The anthem was great. Flyover is awesome. They get in their cars. They're doing their pace slaps. The Beast does its pace slap. Really cool. And now I'm wondering, why are they doing more than three pace slaps? They did like five or
1: yeah, there was. Five or so. There was quite yeah. an
2: extended amount of time of pace laps. It was. And I turned to Dan and I said, this is a long time for them to be pacing the field. They finally get everything done. They're getting ready to go. Well, wave off. Rain. Mm-hmm. They bring the cars right on pit road. This isn't good. And, okay, this, this is going to really suck really bad if this is going to be like this all night. And they pull the cars in, cover them up, little bit of shower. They dry off the track within... A matter of minutes.
1: And I'm looking at the radar while I'm at work at this point, and I'm just like, oh, no. Well,
2: you're texting me at this point saying, this doesn't look good. This
1: doesn't look good. (laughs) I don't like it. And
2: I I said, maybe it's not going to be that bad. They get in the cars. They finally get going. Then caution for rain. Well, bummer. So they bring the cars down on lap 20, stage them, get out. And then that's when it started coming down. Everybody's taking shelter. Fast forward two hours.
1: Yeah, and I was I'm texting Maples at this point too because he we're we're texting back and forth. I'm talking to you, Maples is like, well, we might get it in, and I'm looking at the weather. It's like there could be a window. We could get something in here. I at mean, this
2: point. what a tease at this point. So I met this guy there. I met him Saturday, but I really got to talk to him someday. Named Chris. He's from Australia. Oh, cool! And he came here just for this race, Man. along with a few other things. But this was the big. He's a Harvick fan, so he had a bunch of Bush beer, and somehow he always got free beer. It must have been the accent or something. I, I just wish, begs to diff, begs me to answer ask this question: If I go to Australia, will I get free beer with my American accent?
1: No, no, Probably I won't.
2: Not. But he got so many beer. He, I mean, I, that's when I really started kind of because everything at that point on Sunday was half off. Oh, food, drinks, everything was half off. Okay, so instead of paying nine eight to nine dollars for a beer, you're paying three. Wow. And so, yeah, I was starting to go, oh, okay, I'll take a beer. I'll take a beer. Chris, you want a beer? Yeah, I might. And we <laughs> we would drink beers, and he'd have more beers, and he'd have more beers. So what a tease here. About two hours after that initial rain delay, after 20 laps, the track is dry. Yep. Drivers have been called to their cars. I saw it on Twitter. They're unrolling the cars. And then, and then and then it starts sprinkling.
1: The ceiling fell out. It was like
2: started sprinkling. It's like hurry up, we need to get this going. Everybody there is like that. And then they started covering up their cars. We look towards turn one, and you saw it. The I wall. saw the wall. Oh no! <laughs> we quickly grab our stuff, get back under cover, and within ten seconds, whoosh, the bottom fell out.
1: Oh my! Track God. is gone. And
2: then you started texting me at that point saying the race is going to start at four.
1: Yeah, well, Maples had texted me and he said, hey, somebody, I can't remember who was because we usually like to get the information from like Bob Packers is usually spot on with anything he's going to throw out there because he's always at the track. Maples texted me. He says, I think it was Bob Packers I can't, I don't want to, you know say it was for sure that he tweeted out but maple said hey i saw it on twitter they're talking about a four o'clock start time i'm thinking to myself man why four o'clock in the afternoon that's odd because i remember some races before that have always had to carry over into the next day or just postpone completely we're just starting at like 12 or one o'clock right now they're talking about four o'clock in the afternoon which is understandable some people even though it was president's day not everybody had it off that's cool i understand that they want people to get home in time to maybe watch the race or something but I was like, wow, 4 o'clock, you know, that's really going to suck because some people are not going to want to stay around for the whole day, the next day, just for a 4 o'clock start. You know, I don't know how you felt about that.
2: Well, when you said it was going to be a 4 o'clock start, I was kind of, there's no way. Yeah. There's no I, way. It always I, starts I, at noon. It always starts at noon. I
1: didn't even believe it either when I was texted to me.
2: And then that giant voice from this guy came on and said...
1: I love how you, the giant voice from the, the sky. Giant,
2: and ladies and gentlemen, due to the weather delay at the Daytona International Speedway, the Daytona 500 will resume tomorrow, February 17th at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. We thank you for your understanding and hope you have a good rest of your day. See you tomorrow. How was everybody's demeanor after that? I, I can't I, I can't repeat what most of the what people said. <laughs> Even myself, I, I looked at my dad and just... Be beep, beep. I was, I was, I was upset. He's like, "You gotta be kidding me!" And so, my dad was the smart one. He brought a rain suit, like pants and a jacket and everything, and he got it all suited up. We got to go back to the campground, right? It was like bummer. I am gonna get soaked. And my dad said, "Well, you should have listened to me, kid." And I, Ooh. if only I should have just listened to my dad and the rest of my life, I would have been fine. Yeah. So we find we get back <laughs> to the campsite. We're soaked. I change. He changes. But at that point, the rain stopped. It was about ten o'clock at that point. The rain has stopped. We're, at this point, just let's go to bed. We're tired. Let's get on with the day. We finally get going. We wake up the next day, and we, well, actually, I do have another shout-out to give. So, during that time, I met this um individual from Indiana named Kyle Summers, who's a, who's a driver up there. Okay. And we talked to him and his wife for about 45 minutes. They were dual into this. She doesn't drive, but he does. And I met Kyle and was starting to talk to him. You know, said, Hey, here's my contact information. Love to have you on the show. So we're gonna have him on the show here in the next couple weeks. But uh-huh. really interesting guy to talk to. And you know, I can't wait to have him on the show. So Kyle, I wanted to give you a shout out before I go any further. The
1: whole wall of the whole wall of rain. But yeah, thing so, is so at funny. this point
2: we we're drying everything out. He his hammock survived, if anybody's curious. His hammock survived perfectly throughout the night. Was it soaked? No, it wasn't. Because he has this rig and he set it up just right
1: for the but, water to just kind of run right off dribble
2: off so we sleep the next morning it's monday we break down camp he's like dad can you stay he's like unfortunately a camp with a 4 p.m start yeah it's like okay so we pack up camp we go to waffle house eat a i eat a big breakfast because i'm starving all star special no uh waffles oh,
1: <laughs> what? you gotta get the all-star special if I, you go to waffle House? i don't
2: know i just i was you welcome
1: waffle house by the way
2: yeah thank you oh it was a great meal it was a great great service great meal so I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do the rest of the day because at this point, Dad left. It's 9.30.
1: Yeah, that's a long day.
2: And I got, a, what, five and a half, six hours before the race is even thinking about starting. Right. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go watch a movie. What did you go see? That Birds of Prey movie. Oh. Harley Quinn.
1: Oh, okay, okay. And I'm not a, okay. we're not
2: a movie review podcast, but I'm going to say... Save your money. I, I don't. <laughs> I didn't understand. It was supposed to be like an offshoot of, um, Harley. Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. And save your money.
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. That's,
2: that's the best way I could put it.
1: I thought you were going to say like you went so like nineteen seventeen.
2: That started at one.
1: Oh, that's too close to and, go. And I didn't want to. I wanted
2: something right there in the middle, and that was the only one in the middle. So you you bit the bullet, and went for it. I bit the bullet, went for it, and. Well, it it got me out of the elements and into...
1: And it and, technically, because wait, where was the movie theater at in relation to the track?
2: Like maybe three quarters of a mile away. And it was in the Daytona complex. So technically, I was yeah. a paid customer and I paid for my parking.
1: So you left your truck there.
2: So I left my truck there and threw the ticket stub in there. I'm like, don't you tow my truck. I, yeah, I, I paid. I, I paid. I watched okay. a movie here. <laughs> and I even talked to the theaters like, are you going to have a problem with me doing that? And they said, no, odds are it's going to happen anyway.
1: Yeah, and, so they already knew it was coming.
2: Right, so no problem there. Got you the track and uh, met Chris again, and they're having all these beers. I'm not drinking with drop because I know after the race I'm driving home. race finally gets going, and it starts off slow with Chase Elliott winning stage one. And what's crazy about this, no Toyotas finishing the top ten in stage one. All the Toyotas were in the back.
1: Yeah, they were doing some weird stuff, just hanging out back it, there.
2: This is part of their strategy, I think, because they all just hooked up. Even Eric Jones went back.
1: It's so funny to watch on the restarts. You see everybody's lined up to go, and then they start to pan the camera out, and you still see cars in turn four, and they're just kind oh, of oh yeah, that was so crazy. I, I, I was <laughs> laughing
2: my butt off in the stands at like they restarted the. Race after I think it was the um it
1: was near the end of stage one I think it was the William
2: Byron crash I want to say it was
1: it was getting towards the end of stage one and they just held back yeah they're just all back there I was just
2: laughing so hard I thought that was the funniest thing but okay but stage one looked really good I mean everybody ran well it was it was clean it was good racing there at the end but then stage two the Toyota started coming back with Hamlin winning the stage two winning stage two Kyle Busch Ricky Stenhouse had a great run. All day, he did really well until he got caught up in a few things. Ross Chastain finished in the top five, which goes to show, and everybody just ran so well. But then we started in stage three, and that's when the wrecks started happening. Wreck after wreck after wreck. Turn one, a lot of good cars. The backstretch, a lot of good cars, including Kozlowski from a bump, which sent him into the wall, which was unfortunate. Kozlowski had one of the strongest cars all day.
1: Yeah, that that wreck uh, was unfortunate. And when you see it on TV happening live, you saw Keselowski just get turned to the wall. And it's just like, oh, man, what's going on back there? Then they showed the overview. Joe Logano is pushing the heck out of Eric, Eric Almirola. I mean, they're yeah. coming. And I was oh, yeah. like, oh, that's why. That's You can't stop that. No. There's nothing you can do about that. So it was unfortunate. It took a lot of people,
2: which sucks. Yeah, it, it was. It was, you know, Jimmy Johnson got caught up in that. I mean, Kozolowski had one of the top cars there. Kyle Busch then had engine issues after that. I don't know what happened, but he just came around, smoke out of his tailpipes. He just, I don't think he got caught up in the wreck. He just had engine issues. No, he
1: didn't get caught up in the wreck because I think they were showing, <clears throat> excuse me, he fell off the pace, and they were showing what had happened, and he had gotten loose in the trial. while Joey Dono was right on top of him, but, like, he didn't hit the wall. No, he nothing. didn't. And he it just, was just, it was odd. I thought maybe he had a flat tire. And then they ended up having engine issues, and then it just slowly got worse after that. And then that's, like you said, then you start seeing the smoke out of the tailpipes like a lap later. And he was just trying
2: to gather points as much as he could. He ended up finishing 34th, and he was my pick to win. But he had a strong car.
1: He had a very strong
2: car. All the Toyotas did. But then we come down to the final restart, the green-white checkered. This was the longest Daytona 500 in history. I think last year it was 207 laps. And that was the longest Daytona 500 in history. And I've been the both longest 500s in history. And at this point, it's 1 o'clock. It's, it's not 1 o'clock. It's 9 o'clock. It's starting to get late. Mm-hmm. But everybody's still there. And no, no butts were in the seats during that final lap. So the final lap starts. Hamlin's in the lead. And then right behind them, Chase Elliott spins. No caution. Great. Let him race back. Awesome. Ryan Newman got that great push from
1: Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney. They were coming.
2: And it was like, okay, I've never seen, and at this point I'm thinking, I've never seen Ryan Newman win a race. I want to see Ryan Newman win this race.
1: Oh, I was, I it happened, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to happen. This, this is, really, this oh, is
2: my, and everybody's cheering for Ryan, Ryan Newman. Newman.
1: <laughs> at the Rocket it, man, here he comes. The
2: crowd is going crazy. Right when they came out of turn four, at this point I had my camera up. And something caught my eye in the back, I think it was Bubba Wallace was smoking, but then I went back down to Ryan Newman and Ryan Blaney and started clicking and every piece of that it, he and I saw it from my viewfinder so fast he got turned, yeah Newman got turned into the wall, and right in front of me that's where he got hit by Corey Lajoy mm mm-hmm. then I got this other picture which of if the roof wasn't there, you could see Newman, yeah, so I got the opposite side of what everybody else took a picture of and I'm sure there are videos out there but I think and I'm not dragging or anything but I think I got the only still shot of him from the stands point of view right at least that I've I haven't seen all the pictures but I dare say I have that that shot mm-hmm. and then he landed and everybody's he's on fire and yeah he was on fire and the car came to a stop and I thought he might have hit the catch finch, but he didn't keep in mind I'm looking through this viewfinder yeah of the whole incident, so I didn't see the whole incident from the wide angle. I saw it from a very narrow point of view. The car stopped. Safety personnel were right there, and at that point, a hush came over the over the racetrack. Oh no! And it wasn't like it wasn't like Austin Dillon's wreck, where to me this was just felt different. Yeah. The safety crews get there. His crew runs down there to go see if they could do anything. Safety crew keeps him back, says, stay back. We got to help them
1: Yeah. And at this point.
2: At this point, there's still a hush. Listen to the Fox broadcast the whole time with Jeff Gordon and Mike Joy, who did a great job. But then somebody said they switched over to Ryan Scanner and they cut the feed.
1: Okay. Yeah. So that would that would go along with people on Twitter saying, hey, we're not hearing anything. People were just tweeting out. Hey, yeah. I there's guess, nothing on the radio right now.
2: I guess they just cut the feed.
1: Maybe. That could have that I mean, been That's That was the hypothesis
2: of one of the guys in the stands at this point, Hamlin comes around, gets his lug nuts checked and his spoiler checked. And he starts doing donuts. Mm -hmm. And once he does the donuts and gets out booze, booze, everybody's still there in the stands. I don't think maybe, but a handful of people left, but everybody's still in the stands eyes on Newman. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Hamlin does his burnouts and, and,
2: Starts getting booze from the crowd. And I didn't think anything of it. Like, okay, mate, he doesn't know. And he ends up coming says saying that I didn't know the severity of the wreck. Nobody told him because he had – it was way behind him more so than anything.
1: Yeah, because where and, Newman and, ended up at was Newman ended up like past the start – I mean, the, excuse me, just past Pitt
2: Road. But then so, you, yeah. I saw an in-car photo or video of him when he was in Victory Lane talking to his crew, and that's when people were starting to tell him, hey, Newman's hurt.
1: Yeah, because— Something's,
2: Something bad's going on, because you could see the demeanor in his face, like, oh, no.
1: Well, at I, first, I was unsure of what— because I know that they were there was a plan on, you know, how they've been doing lately. They always like to interview the winner right there on the front stretch, and then they're going to interview him at victory lane, which is— Yeah,
2: they didn't interview him at they, the front, yeah, they, front stretch, right?
1: Yeah, they bypassed that. They said, we're not going to do it, which, I mean, honestly, in my point of view, I can't stand the front stretch interview— Save it all for victory lane, for God's sakes. I don't know what the problem is with TV, but I, I, I'm not here to talk about that. But, yeah, so they waved that off completely, which told me something. I was like, wow, okay, so now we really have a serious problem. And, of course, I got Billy is messaging me on Facebook, telling me a couple different things he's, he heard, which I'm not going to repeat because at this point it was just all speculations. And there was just a lot of
3: yeah. there was
1: a lot of things floating in the air on Twitter and, like, The things I was seeing, Billy was telling me a couple of different things, and I was like, "Man, this isn't this isn't good." I got Maples texting me, somebody else is texting me, I'm calling people. I'm like, I don't know. Like, they're like, "Have you heard anything? You see anything?" I'm like, Twitter is just going nuts right now. Uh, There's just speculation everywhere.
2: And there really was nothing. None of that in the stands. Yeah, everybody was standing up, looking at that accident.
1: But when I saw on Twitter somebody had tweeted out that they're telling all the media to leave Pit Road. That uh, then I was like, okay. This has got to be a very serious issue at this point.
2: And I think you sent me the picture of the screens going up, and at that yes. point, that's when I, we, yeah. we got a yeah. problem somebody, here.
1: Somebody, Billy, somebody sent Billy the picture. Billy sent it to me, and I was like, "Oh crap! Like this isn't yeah. good." So then I sent it to you, but I didn't. I told other people about it, but I was like, "I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna say anything because, I, like I said, I'm just like with everybody else. It's just all speculation. We don't know anything yet. I'm just gonna. People are calling me. I'm just gonna say, Hey, look, this is what's going on. We don't know, and of course." You know, as they were going off the air with the broadcast, people were really starting to get worried because Jeff Gordon, you could see it in his face. And, like, you're like, ah, I don't know about this.
2: I don't know when they exactly they went off the air, whether it was before or after the ambulance went by.
1: No, it was well before that. They hadn't even gotten him out of the car or anything. Fox was pretty quick about, they already got Denny Hamlin in the pits. They t- you know talked about the race and everything, and then yeah. they, were, they were done. They just...
2: They shut up. We're going. So... A majority of us waited until the ambulance passed by. And I tell you what, that ambulance was hitting every piece of debris on the track from Ryan's car, just hitting everything. He's like, ooh, that's a bummer. The ambulance goes by, makes a turn into the infield, and you can see the police escort coming around them. They're getting ready to go to To Halifax. To Halifax. At that point I said, I'm 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 ready to go home.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And that's when I called you and said This is what happened. He's in the ambulance. He's going. I don't know what's going on. Nobody's, everybody's kind of dark about it. Everybody's just talking rumors at this point. Yeah, just. And I'm telling you, let's not post anything until we know exactly what's going on, until it's from a credible source.
1: Right. Yeah, I was, I was like, man, I, I, that's, yeah, we were talking about it. I was like, I don't want nothing. I'm going to keep, I told you, I said, you know, I'll keep looking. If I find anything, I'll call you. Well, you know, you just drive and I'll keep searching. Well, yeah, you
2: kept texting me as I was driving. It's like, bro, I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> I should have just
1: called you. You <laughs> should
2: have. So I finally get home here, South Carolina at 2 a.m. So that was a long drive back, but finally got home. And we didn't do show the next day on Wednesday. But so I I'm gonna just go ahead and tell everybody out there who listens to the show, appreciate your patience and continue to be patient with us in the next couple of weeks because we got more changes coming. And but all I could think about I was even on the phone, even getting home like, is like it's Newman okay. And then they started saying he's talking. He's a he's serious but alive. Yes. Okay. Great. Well, serious to me means, and you'll you'll know this in EMT, that can mean a whole spectrum of things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what's wrong? Is he alive? What has his quality of life? But seeing that video this morning of him walking out with his daughters, great, fantastic. Don't even care if he. I mean, you could tell the sense of what's important at that point. Race fans didn't care about Hamlin winning. Mm-mm. I mean great for him, congratulations then he winning two in a row, very historic Daytona five hundred to me, but no one cared. is Newman okay and that could have been any driver you take you say is if that was Justin Haley, everybody would be the same way. Absolutely. is he okay? the
1: way people come together and you know, like you said, people that don't watch the sport at all. I had a buddy uh his his name was Ryan, and you know we were you know I was on xbox after the race. You know, I'm just like, I want to play Xbox. I can't take it right now. And he was like, yo, so what's going on with that driver? And I was like, you're talking about Ryan Newman. He's like, yeah, dude. And I was like, I don't know anything yet, dude. When I find out, I'll let you know too. And then my brother texted me. He said, hey, they got press pass up on NASCAR, which means they're probably going to be, there's probably going to be some kind of press conference here soon. So, you know, I turned, you know, I loaded up, I forwarded it to him. You know, they made the announcement Non-life-threatening injuries, but he's in serious condition. And then, you know, he's he's an EMT also. He was He's yeah. a former firefighter. And he said, you know, that...
2: That can mean anything. That
1: can mean anything. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. That can mean anything. So, like, I was like, even though it's not, you know, non-life-threatening injuries, we, you know, we're still going to have to wait to find out what was really, because, like you said, anything.
2: Yeah, and that's when so, I, I, I looked at the photos of the accident that I took and how I got those shots, because I got a hot pass yeah. on Sunday... And I didn't take it because, for one, I won't see but this much of the tr- race. I want to see all of the race. And two, I'm so glad I didn't. It just worked out perfectly. That, it's crazy that it happened in front of me. But what a crazy thing. And I'm hoping that NASCAR maybe gets their hands on that the R&D department and sees what happened to the car at that moment.
1: Well, we do know that both Newman and Corey LeJoy's car went to the R&D yeah. center, and, which and, and is over, Overall, I mean,
2: even in SOMO, you saw that car Flex. Yes. I don't know if that's part of the design or not because a stiff car means where's that energy going? Right, right, right. But the fact that it flexed and then held together, the integrity of the car held together, it, it speaks volumes of where we've come.
1: It was mind blowing when NASCAR showed, NASCAR on Fox showed the replay and then they did the slow mo replay, which I was showing the guys last night. And like, it's mind blowing. When Corey LeJoy hits Ryan Newman's car at that point, and like you said, you could see the car just flex, and it was just—I saw you could see the moment of impact. Oh yeah, and I was just like, "Wow!" Just in slow motion, it was just unbelievable. And and I think
2: I got this picture of Ryan blaming too after the race, and he's leaning up against his car. He's the weight of the moment hit him, right? Something he was thinking something. You could see it in his eyes. He's like, "Did I just seriously hurt Ryan Newman?" And I don't think it was on purpose. I think it was a racing incident. Mm-hmm. And that's why these guys are, it's fun to watch. These guys are brave. It's fun to watch. But top 10 for the Daytona 500, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Newman, Chris Busher. Great race, great start for him at Roush Fenway right there. David Reagan in his final Daytona 500 ended up fourth. Kevin Harvick fifth. So four out of the top fives are Fords. I don't think Fords showed that much muscle this weekend, but they they were there at the end. Clint Boyer sixth, Brendan Gone seventh, great run for him. Corey Lejoy eighth, Newman ninth, flying through the air, and Kyle Larson runs out to Tom ten. Honorable mentions here is John Hunter Nemechek finishing eleventh, great run for him. My, uh, Justin Haley finishing thirteenth, Michael McDowell fourteenth, Bubba Wallace Brandon Pool fifteenth and sixteenth, Chase Elliott seventeenth, Eric Jones one lap down. 18th and Matt DeBendentino, 19th. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who won the poll for the 500, led 24 laps, finished 20th. So, very good Daytona 500 here in 2020. Very, I, I enjoyed it immensely. But now we've come to this segment of the show, Rate the Race. And the way we rate the race here at in the Marbles is through the Fan Council's rating survey. So, they have five categories. And the categories are competitiveness, intensity, memorability, excitement, and unpredictability. All 10s and rated from 1 to 10. And for me, for the Cup Series, it was all 10s. So, a 10 out of 10, perfect race for me. I you agree think? with
1: that, actually. I, I would it, give it, it a 10 out of 10 as it well. It was
2: very competitive. It was yes. very unpredictable. You know, except when Hamlin was up there. I said, like, oh, no, Hamlin has a shot. Anytime he's up there at the... And I was kind of hoping Harvick would win it or somebody else that I haven't seen win, but... Saw Harvick or Saw Hamlin win it two years in a row. But not not that horrible. It was it was a good race and you know, I I thought it was very well put together and enjoyed it immensely.
1: I think all the whole weekend was put together well to be honest. I mean I know that we had our the moments, you know, for the truck series, for example, that pop up shower got pushed back, but that didn't really ruin the race at all xfinity series i almost keep wanting to say nationwide series for some reason because i look at your truck series hat that you got on right now and it's blue and that just reminds me of like nationwide the entire time so it's a nice hat i picked it up i picked
2: it up after the truck race (laughs) I, i found it very nice
1: nationwide jesus and i said it again the xfinity race was good i liked it fantastic i if i could give an overall rating i'd I'd say between like a 9 and a 9.5 out of 10.
2: I got it. I gave it a 9.2. I gave nines on everything but intensity. I gave that a 10 because it was very intense there at the end. As far as competitiveness, memorability, excitement, and unpredictability, I gave that all nines. Okay. So I gave overall it's a 9.2 for me. But with Noah Gregson winning his first win, I like seeing drivers win their first. Yeah. And the Xfinity Series is really the place to do it. But as far as, and in, in what's crazy is I gave the truck race a higher score than the that.
1: Xfinity race.
2: Yeah, I gave the truck race a 9.8. Okay. With 10s on everything except intensity. I felt like it wasn't as intense as it, but it was fun to watch and fun to be there and seeing these drivers go at it.
1: I always find the truck series to be exciting to watch just in general. So, I mean, I would I gave it about an, I, you know, I wasn't too... I wasn't 9.8, but about 9.5-ish as well. You know, like you said, the intensity wasn't too much there, but from what I saw going back and watching it over again, like just another great race. And I think I, I think I rate all these races high also, because it's just, it's, it's nice to have racing back again.
2: I always rate races really high when I'm there. If I'm not there, it could be the most boring race in the world to everybody else, but if I'm there at the track at that race that everybody says is boring, it's fun for me. It's I get to hear the the sound of the engine and the smell of the fuel. That's,
1: yeah, and that's how it goes for the saying when people say, you know, oh, it's a sport is boring to watch on TV, but when you go in person, it's way much better. Oh, er, just er, like and it goes the same way for NASCAR. People say, oh man, NASCAR is like lame to watch on TV. Well, but yeah. have you been? Yeah, it is. Have you ever gone? No, oh, no, you haven't. So.
2: Well, I think you'd watch it more. I mean, you know, I I just the only crap I have about the Cup race is that they started at four. I don't know why. I'm sure there was stuff behind the scenes that we are not previewed to understand why they started at four. But they started at four. That's their call. Oh, well, I think they lost a lot. I saw a lot of people leave, and that's unfortunate.
1: You know, somebody on Twitter brought up a great point. They said, you know, people were angry. Four o'clock. Why four o'clock? Well, somebody said, yeah, NASCAR used to... Back in the day, because, you know, people were talking about, you know, if we would have started at twelve thirty one o'clock, how, how it used to be years ago on a Sunday, we would have at least gotten well through halfway this race, probably. But yeah. the, the fact that they started at just, well, the start just time, after
2: the, 3 o'clock. The start time in, on Sunday.
1: Right. So, you know, and of course, they they were quick to defense. They said, you know, NASCAR has broadened their horizons now. So you have a lot of people that are watching all over the place. So you have to take into effect the West Coast, three hours behind. So you can't start it at a twelve thirty or a one on a Sunday like it used to be because it used to be get up, go to church, I'm getting home from church, boom, my Sunday is I'm ready. NASCAR, that's it. But like now, you know, you can't you have to take into a fact that there are people on the West Coast that are watching. It's a, a big sport still. So for those people it would have been a nine o'clock in the morning start and people are trying to do things. And I can understand that. You know, we're not on the logistics side of everything, but it's just it's unfortunate because somebody did bring up the point that on Sunday, because it, it started raining, what, about
2: three thirty, four o'clock almost? Approximately, yeah. I, I didn't watch them. We I mean, could I, have
1: been three-quarters of the way through the race, probably. And I'm much rather of,
2: and I, I don't like a race to be rain-shorting at all, but I, I think my, I being my dad's first 500 and the fact that he was there and then that moment was not in a sense taken away, it's just stuff happens. You can't yeah. beat Mother Nature. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just it, unfortunate. That's it, all.
2: it was. It was very unfortunate. I wish we could have gone at least halfway, and Dad, dad said, okay, we saw the, the final, you know, we saw the race, and it was a good one. It wasn't the whole Daytona 500, but he saw the whole race, and then we went home earlier, so I didn't have to roll into town Tuesday at 2 p.m. Okay. Or a.m.
1: A.m., yes, <laughs> rolling at a.m. <laughs> yeah, a.m.,
2: so um going off that, uh this first week of our fantasy league, we actually had a couple more people join us. Awesome. You're you're there, SMR operations.
1: Yes, I am operations. Who's R and D? That would be Maples.
2: Okay, <laughs> Maples and Beamer <laughs> on a Beamer is my uncle John. <laughs> and looking at the standings now, I, I feel embarrassed. I'm Why? really embarrassed. Okay, so my uncle's in the lead right now with 140 points. You're eight points behind him at 132. Maples, is it? Maples yeah, yeah. is four third with 118. I scored 69 points oh for the gosh. Daytona 500. I didn't even look at
1: the standings. I am so oh embarrassed <laughs> about that. <laughs> Let's look at this. Uh, what are we at here? Oh, I'm in the wrong league. Hang on a second. Uh oh. That's not good. I'm- 69 points. My, my uncle
2: had, uh, let's see, Harvick winning the race and a Ford winning as far as the uh manufacturer going. But, I mean, he just, he picked Denny Hamlin and Denny Hamlin won in his lineup. Truex is up there and finished 32nd. I don't know how he got all these points that he did, but he did, and I'm kind of bummed that that happened, you know. But everybody, and I, I don't know what happened. I don't know, but let's just forego that let's just say my uncle's in the lead dramatically and i have a lot to catch up on because i know he's gonna be bragging about that if he beats beats the the nascar guy of the family
1: well you have a uh you have this weekend to kind of rebound hopefully
2: yeah yeah go and speaking of this weekend las vegas both all three series racing again in las vegas truck xfinity and cup looking forward to that just based on last weekend i want to see the differences and stuff and how drivers are keeping going but looking at the cup race more specifically in the past four years three out of the four times Ford has won it with two times being Penske with Brad Keselowski in 2016 Joey Logano in 2019 Kevin Harvick in 2018 and Martin Truex Jr. who dominated 2017 winning that race in Las Vegas I'm looking forward to it I can't wait to see it I'm curious more so to see Ross Trastain in, the, in a very good competitive car for this yeah, weekend.
1: That'll that's exciting to watch this weekend coming up.
2: But as far as fantasy, I'm gonna go ahead and set my roster now for fantasy and and maybe try to do better.
1: I have mindset, but like I said, I got the mindset of I may change it at you know what I'm to gonna be decided. I'm gonna wait now too because that was I've I've well, made picks for this weekend. But, like I said, I'll have to see what practice looks like. Well, I'll tell you who definitely is going to be
2: on it for me. It's definitely going to be Joey Logano who's going to be on that roster for me. Kozlowski, maybe not. So, I'm going to lean more short. I'm I'm curious to see what Ross Chastain will do. I'm going to put him in the lineup for me. Christopher Bell is going to be in the lineup. Let's see here. Who's else here? Who who can do well this weekend? I'm so curious. Kyle Larson always w- runs well at Vegas. To Benedetto, I'm going to save him for another time and just go for a Tyler Reddick is is probably going to rebound well. We'll see what he does in that Richard Childress. Hey, so far he's wrecked out of the five hundred. Tyler Reddick. I'm going to go back to last year and defend Daniel Hemrick. Hemrick wrecked out of the five hundred too. Is is this curtains for yes. Tyler Reddick already? Is he going to do well? And I'm going to pick hometown driver Kurt Busch around that is going to be in the garage there. But I'm going to watch practices before I pick the stage one, stage two, and stuff. When it, but. So far my uncle's spanking us in fantasy.
1: Yeah, I have uh I went with Kyle Bush again this week. I think it's gonna be a rebound on his part. Always a
2: threat of Vegas. Always. Yeah,
1: always a threat. Uh you I don't, have don't. Clint Boyer in there as well, too. He ran well in the five hundred. Uh threw Alex Bowman in. Okay. Uh Kevin Harvick, which is I mean, that's like a show-in as well, I guess you could say. And then uh Eric Jones is in my number five.
0: In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And then I got Jimmy Johnson in the garage. But it's all subject to change, like I said. We'll see. All right,
2: that'd be that'd be neat to see him. Come I was gonna put Kyle win.
1: Larson, but I mean, like I said, we'll just have to wait and see. I haven't picked it. the winners
2: yet. I'm gonna wait till practices start. You wanna? You, you got a Heyman segment, don't you? I do. All right, we're, so we're gonna go hop into the Heyman segment here real quick, and maybe do a debate. But I doubt we're gonna probably save the debate till next week. But here right. we go with a hey man.
1: Hey Mayan. Hey man! All
2: right, hey man. So what do you got for us, Preston? What's bugging you so much? All right, like you, so you're at the end of the show, yeah, the the I show, gotta get it you out. Can, I'm you sorry, get this off I your just, chest.
1: Yeah, I thought about this for the past couple of days, and uh, this uh, this little little hey man segment is not. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm doing that thing again already. Hey, you're
2: breathing into my, my Well, because I'm. It, I'm.
1: It, oh boy, I could tell you right, right now. I'm really ticked off. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm going to tell you this right now. It stings fixing all that in post. I know. Quit I'm doing, doing that.
1: Really ticked off. All right, so let's Hey man, segment is a little bit. This is. Hey Man. Okay. Oh, you guys need this
2: to chill isn't, out. This isn't Hey Man. This is No, hey. this is
1: Hey Man. Now, I understand that people were upset that Denny Hamlin was celebrating. Fine and dandy for them to be upset. I feel... Now, you can't... Let's put it this way. Somebody put on Facebook, this lady, she said, poor sportsmanship from that entire 11 team. You do not celebrate with a driver upside down in a car. Let me tell you something, all right? They don't know what's going on. Now, a lot of the fans... Let's put it this way. Fans in NASCAR have become complacent. We all have. I'm guilty of it. We see big accidents. We know the safety and how far it's come along nowadays. We know that drivers are going to be getting out of that car. I've seen it plenty of times. I've seen it on YouTube. We talked. David Rudman, when he went head onto on the wall at Atlanta qualifying, and he f- rolled the car about how ex- the number infinity.
2: You mean at Texas?
1: Texas. I don't care where it was. Whatever. I'm ticked off. He got out of the car. He walked away fine. We saw Ryan Newman go upside down at Talladega years ago. He was fine. Kyle Larson wrecked in the Xfinity race at Daytona, hit the catch fence, tore the car apart. He was fine. Austin Dillon walked out of the car a couple years ago. Fine, too. Let me put it this way. When you win the 500 and you were coming down that back straightaway, yes, they probably said before you hit turn one, there was a big accident behind you. Nobody knows what's going on at that These point. Safety crews are there. Yeah, safety crews are there. You, at that point, your crew chief is telling you, "Hey man, we just won the 500." You're you got guys beating on your door, congratulating you, coming down the back straightaway. You have you're not thinking about anything else in your mind except for you won the freaking Daytona 500. Right. So I don't want to hear people talking about trying to bash Joe Gibbs Racing and Denny Hamlin and all these people bashing them because they're celebrating a win they won because you know Newman got spun out, he wrecked, and he beat Blaney to the line. Great, congratulations. Denny Hammond is coming to the front straightaway and taking his helmet off and taking his, his radio off everything. So nobody is communicating to him in the car. He's not paying attention to what's going on because the car is past us you know, the pit road exit. Yeah, he has much as a right to celebrate. He might not know right then and there which he was told in victory lane. Hey, this isn't a great situation, but I just want. I just. I'm sorry, Beamer, that I'm going like this. I'm. I'm trying so hard not to curse because I could curse right now. I really could. But I want people to take. I want people to think for themselves. Put themselves in that car, in Denny Hamlin's car, and you cannot tell me that you would not because somebody said, "Oh, they're wrecking behind you." All you see is Newman just coming across right in front of you, and that's it. Yeah. You're not looking in the mirror; you're looking straight ahead. So you can't tell me that you know that he flipped without anybody telling you.
2: Yeah, uh, from my point of view, I agree with you. It, it was it, it was a us fans. I think knew more what was going on than Hamlin did. Exactly. And, and I just showed you the photos. You saw the safety crews around there. You saw Hamlin celebrating. And, and I saw it too where he disconnected his radio and started doing burnouts after the lug nut check and, and did all that. It was a subdued, you know, hey, I pumped my fist. And the crowd booed him. I yeah. think knowing that hey, right down like 200 feet down the road or yards or whatever it is, is a driver who's stuck in his car, he's hurt. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: I, and, you know, I'm going to catch, I might catch a lot of flack for this, and you know what? I honestly don't care. I would love for people to challenge me on this point. I look, really would. And, and It's just a shame on the fans of NASCAR who are sitting behind the keyboard, who are putting on Facebook, trying to shame these people, which really upsets the living crap out of me, because... They don't put themselves because even I thought about it first. I was like, man, this is kind of crappy that he's celebrating. But then again, I'm thinking to myself, maybe he doesn't really know to begin with. No, and even Joe. We we're not in his shoes. I'm sorry no. I keep cutting you off. No, go ahead. We're not in his shoes. But I could, if I were to ask people to be in his shoes, I know immediately that they would say, oh, I would not celebrate. That is complete bullcrap, and you know
3: it.
2: Well, it is and it isn't. You, you look at it like, um, where, where Hamlin was celebrating, and and I think he really got the news that he, Newman was hurt in victory lane and the severity of it because, you know, you could just tell just by his facial expressions from the in-car camera that, he, you know, we got a bigger problem than just a normal wreck. Now, you go back to, like, that wreck with Austin Dillon. Junior saw it in his rear view mirror, and he thought he got the roof of this car onto the catch fence, not the bottom of the car. Right. So Junior was kind of more... I think aware because he was looking in the rearview mirror and saw it all happen. And I don't know what Hamlin saw or didn't see in the car, but I will say that it happened. It happened really fast, you know, and it wasn't the big pileup like it was where everybody was involved. It was a two, three, two car accident. Yes. Two, three car accident. If you want to be technical. And I think the only people who knew at the moment, what happened was the group of fans and those involved in the accident, the, Corey LaJoy, and Ryan Blaney, who knew what was happening. I showed you the picture of Ryan, and you could tell he's distraught. Yeah, he knows, distraught. Absolutely. Oh, uh-oh, something happened. Not the fact that I think he lost to Daytona 500, which was a little bit of it, but uh-oh, I did I just hurt this guy? Yeah. People, I think you could go harsh on the fans, but at the same time...
1: I mean, I just... I look at, like, somebody even commented saying, you know, this this comes back to the Dale Sr. moment back in 2001. Michael Waldrop didn't even know. He's celebrating. He didn't even know until he got to victory lane what was going on. Right. So, you know, I just, I'm, I'm sorry and not sorry to the fans out there who, shame on you people for bashing Joe Gibbs, a Hall of Famer in this sport, who came and publicly apologized in yeah. victory lane, publicly apologizing because they didn't—they really, were not fully aware of the situation. So shame on to the fans because you know what—we have become complacent in this sport, and we're going to have a debate on it next week about this whole wreck to begin with. Yeah. You know, our is the sport too complacent? Is this the wake-up call that we needed? I think I just—I honestly think it's a shame on everybody. We've come—we've become too complacent. That when we see wrecks like this, most of the time we're already knowing that these drivers are getting out of their cars. Yeah. Because it's a sound safe to sports. But I just I had to get it off my chest because it was really starting to bug me that same night that people were trying to bash this guy for celebrating and he did not know what was going on right away.
2: Yeah, and I can't really confirm whether the booze were the fact that he celebrated when Newman was still in his car, or if the booze were they that they didn't want to see Denny Hamlin win the Daytona five hundred again. Mm-hmm. I couldn't discern one way or another. I I didn't boo. I, I just stood there and was kind of taken in the moment and worried about Ryan, as everybody was, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, this, it just it, – it upset me. You know, Joe Gibbs Racing, they, they take pride. They pray after they get to victory. And, you know, Joe Gibbs, I'm pretty sure they prayed in victory lane for, you know, Ryan Newman, which is great. But I just – It really bugged me the way that people handled this, and I saw it all over Facebook, all over Twitter. People were just back and forth. Oh, they're celebrating, and they don't know what's going on. You're right. They don't know what's going on, but you can't bash them for celebrating if they have no idea.
2: Nobody knew what was going on at that moment. We just knew it was bad from the stands. I mean, he's got such blinders on winning the race, and he's excited, and then us in the stands, we're we're not focused on Hamlin. We're focused on... Yeah, you
1: see what's going on down here. Right. So, like I said, people just... If people would just put themselves in the shoes, but I know, I know some people would be exactly, would try and come out with the perfect answer that they think, and that'd be, oh, I wouldn't be celebrating. Are you sure? Because if I was in Danny Hamlin's shoes, I'd be freaking ecstatic that I won the Daytona 500, and I wouldn't be thinking about a whole lot. And I'm not bashing Ryan Newman at all for any of this. I'm not bashing him that he got injured. It was a shame that, you know, we're watching on TV, and he's not getting out right away, and they're turning the car over, and they're cutting him out. And it was the worst feeling in the world to watch because Ryan Newman's wreck was one of, I'll be honest, when I saw it happen and then I watched it over again, it, I had the sickest feeling in my stomach. It was one of the worst, most terrible accidents I've probably seen in quite some time because of just how Corey Joy hit him right there in the A post. And it was just, it was scary yeah. thing to watch. So I'm not bashing, I'm not, you know, saying that, oh man, you know, Ryan Newman got injured. You know, what's up? He's taken away. We all know the severity of the sport. They get into those cars knowing day in and day out, the risks that they are taking. And I'm not bashing. It was just an unfortunate accident. Both cars are going to the R&D center. We're going to find out more about this. But I just, the fans, shame on the fans for trying to bash people for that have no clue as to what was going on at the time. When,
2: and nobody did. I mean, even even in the stands, nobody did. I think the people had the most idea of what was going on with the responders Yeah, there at the accident. You know, we'll see. I mean... We'll see what comes from it. I can tell you're really passionate about this. You've been thinking about this since Monday.
1: Yeah, I've for days. I just I keep seeing it. People are just, and still to this day, people are just like, man, that eleven team is so classless. Really, really, nah, they're I, classless.
2: Joe Gibbs is a really good team in the sports, regardless if you like or don't like the drivers in his stable. Yeah, Joe Gibbs is awesome. Is an awesome team. Great, great history there. Yeah. Fantastic Very humble for the sport. I, I like I like Joe Gibbs racing because I like Joe Gibbs racing. And you know, I can't pick one driver anymore, I feel, doing this podcast. I like I like Gibbs. My my wife even says I like Denny Hamlin. Yeah. And, and that's awesome. That shows like, you know, something from that, I think, because of his faith and his openness about it, which I really enjoy. But I don't I don't blame anybody in particular. I don't blame the fans for expressing I think a lot of those were written in the heat of the moment.
1: Yeah, I think I'm just, I'm thinking more of it. At this point, it kind of seems like I'm probably directing it towards the people that were watching at home thinking, you know. But, I mean, like, like you yeah. said, the people there, if you, you guys are focused on what's happening, and you see it happening. I mean, the people at home know what's happened. Newman hasn't gotten out of the car yet, which, I mean, it was upside down. Try yeah. getting out of an upside down car right away anyways. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, mean the so, same
2: thing happened in the truck race. They had to wait to flip the car to get exactly. the yeah, driver so, out.
1: You know, I'm not... Completely bash the fans, but it's just it's a shame on those people that call themselves fans that want to call a team classless and they're trying to just berate Joe Gibbs Racing at this point, which is just, it's not cool.
2: Right. Yeah, I agree with you to, uh, I guess, maybe to a point, but then, you know.
1: We could beat the horse you, till it's dead on could, this.
2: You could beat the dead horse all day about this and not get anywhere, but that, that was, hey man, that was your really just a event session. I yeah, would dare say. Uh,
1: yeah, it was just a most, more serious hey, man. But next week, it won't be so serious. Yeah, I
2: was hoping to cover more on something else that was done this weekend. But that was hey, man. It, it was one of those things. And we'll start wrapping it up here. We've been talking at this for almost an hour and 20 minutes now. But we'll just hit our final segment here and uh, final thoughts and wrap it up here for this Daytona spectacular. White flag, white flag,
3: white flag. One lap to go. One
2: lap right here. All right, final thoughts here before we get to our driver of the week, which I got a very good one here. Anything else to add, hey man? Or
1: no, uh, nothing else to add. I I went about my venting session. Yeah, so.
2: I, I thought I thought overall the weekend went great. It didn't run smoothly. Nature had to, some stuff to deal with it. Yeah, that's part of it. It's just one of those things where you're gonna run into that. Oh I just, well,
1: I feel bad for the teams that. You know they had cars that they they needed to finish getting ready. Which I'm sure some teams already had it all ready to go to get ready to get hit Las Vegas. Some teams were probably leaving today is Thursday. Some teams were probably leaving Tuesday and Wednesday. And you know yeah. the fact that they had to stay an extra day at the track and then get back in the middle of the night and try and get everything ready to get just, get on out to Las Vegas. It's a you know it's that's just the way the sport that's goes. That's just the you nature know? of
2: the beast, right there. Yeah. It isn't just pack up your gear and go home like any ball and stick sport here.
1: Yeah. But my
2: driver of the week here, going into the driver of the week, since Denny Hamlin won his second Daytona 500 in a row, I'm going to go with another driver who's won two Daytona 500s in a row, and that's Sterling Marlin.
1: All right. won the
2: 94 and 95 Daytona 500, the last driver to do it prior to Denny Hamlin doing it in the 2019-2020 Daytona 500. He's from Columbia, Tennessee, 62. And on top of those Daytona wins, he's also won the 1996 Winston 500, and he was the 1983 Rookie of the Year in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Has run 748 races over a 33-year career. 10 wins, uh, 216 top 10s, and 11 poles in the Cup Series. And his closest time to victory there was in 2003, winning a championship he, with Chip Gnassi. He was running so well there. Got in a wreck at Chicago and broke his neck fractured a vertebrae which sidelined him, but then that's when Jamie McMurray came up and won in Charlotte, and then only his second race starting, which was really awesome to see.
1: That was really cool. Well,
2: that was unfortunate. That was a what some might say a lost ring for Sterling Marlin. He had that and he just, that was his, he was rebounding well after that. His career went downhill. Didn't really get that opportunity again, but from 2001 when I started watching until then, he was always up front. He was doing very well in, in the number 40 Coors Light Dodge. And his last win came in 2002 in the Carolina Dodge Dealers 400 at Darlington. And his first win came in the 1994 Daytona 500. Talk about first win and then repeating. But then his last race was in 2009 in Martinsville. And, and you know, that's your driver of the week.
1: Awesome. I love it.
2: Do you have a This Week in NASCAR or, or anything like that?
1: oh no I was I had so much going on
2: well I'm gonna bail you out here Preston on this week in NASCAR we're gonna go we're gonna stick with Daytona we're gonna go back to 1959 February 22nd 1959 Johnny Beauchamp has flagged the winner of the first Daytona 500 in a photo finish with Lee Petty we all know the iconic photo Beauchamp and Petty crossed the finish line abreast after 500 miles of green flag racing. most observers felt that Petty had reached the line first Bill France announced the results are unofficial. And all photos and films of the winner to be turned into NASCAR. Yeah. Three days later, Petty is officially declared the winner of the Daytona 500, 61 hours after the checkered flag fell in the historic event. NASCAR president Bill France says photos and film evidence confirmed that Petty was the winner after a hard-fought race. How crazy
1: is that? Three days later.
2: What's crazy is in this Daytona 500, it was the second closest Daytona 500 in history.
1: And we knew right then and there.
2: And, and it was just electronically scored.
1: Yep. And we got cameras all over the place now. So we,
2: Yeah, that too. So anything else, Preston, in this very long episode following the Daytona 500 weekend?
1: Uh, nope. Uh, I hope everyone had a great time listening to this week's episode i know like you said there's just a long episode we had a lot to talk about and get to this week but that's a good thing because that means racing is back and we're in a full swing of things now so i'm just i'm looking forward to las vegas this weekend great schedule on tap we got all three series racing all three series uh, can't wait to it
2: all right so that wrapping it up there i'd like to thank everybody for listening to in the marbles this week thank you again for your patience in the release of this episode want to give one final shout out to the following people the lead lap radio program there in Tennessee and uh, looking forward to working for the, with them and hopefully in the future Bob and his wife from Georgia Darren from Virginia the Taylors from South Carolina hope to see you guys in Darlington Chris from Australia safe travels back to Australia tim malin from work hopefully he uh checks us out and enjoys the episode and uh war pig from work josh ward from work hopefully he enjoys the episode on that but that wraps it up here make sure to follow us on all social media platforms subscribe to our channels on all podcast platforms and to be on the lookout for future episodes for preston loot i am matt beamer thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your week